This night's Sunday Evening Reads is titled Air Pollution Laws and Climate Change. President Lyndon Johnson, speaking after he signed the nation's first Clean Air Act on December 17, 1963. You can read the full text of his remarks here. I am glad to approve this legislation, which is to be known as the Clean Air Act. It will make possible a national effort to control air pollution, a serious and growing threat to both our health and our safety. 90% of the population of our cities, over 100 million people, already suffer from a degree of air pollution that demands immediate action. Here we are almost 60 years later. I grew up in Steubenville, Ohio, a small town on the Ohio River directly across from wild, wonderful West Virginia, as our neighboring state was known in those days. Our town was powered by steel mills on either side of the river, which in its heyday provided the area's residents a solid middle-class living. But those same mills that are at one point made almost a third of the nation's steel also helped Steubenville rate as the, the most polluted town in the country in the mid-1970s. In fact, Steubenville was one of six urban areas studied for decades and through several generations to determine the link between air pollution and increased mortality. And the results of these studies, showing a correlation between air pollution and increased mortality from a variety of causes, formed the basis for Environmental Protection Agency rules curtailing mercury, soot emissions, and other air quality regulations. According to a chemistry professor at Frank Franciscan University of Steubenville, Steubenville is a perfect environmental laboratory, said James Slater. Two large steel mills and two plants that turned coal into furnace-ready coke for those plants operated nearby, he said, and the Ohio River Valley is prone to temperature inversions that trap polluted air. We have it all. I fondly remember driving with my friends on the treacherous West Virginia roads in the early morning hours of our weekend escapades. At about 1.30 or so, we would hear the sirens go off from the mills, alerting us to their massive nighttime dump of pollutants into the skies. Fiery orange smoke would belch from the stacks, and a horrendous smell of burnt sulfur and metal would fill the air as we hurriedly rolled up the windows. I can only liken this warning to the screeching of my cat right before she vomits and shoots a hairball across the room. There is no escaping either discharge. Whether you hail from a polluted industrial town or a near pristine mountaintop village, most of us understand by now the direct link between air pollution resulting from the burning of fossil fuels, whether from cars, power plants, or factories, and our ongoing climate crisis. And unfortunately, it works in both directions. Air pollution has caused climate change by warming the air and water. And conversely, climate change has worsened air pollution by trapping more pollutants in the warming air. The following detailed explanations from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, the Environmental Defense Fund, and the Institute for Advanced Sustainability Studies in Potsdam, Germany, 
will help you understand the connection. Basics on the connection between air pollution and climate change from the US EPA. Emissions of pollutants into the air can result in changes to the climate. Ozone in the atmosphere warms the climate, while different components of particulate matter can have either warming or cooling effects on the climate. For example, black carbon, a particulate pollutant from combustion, contributes to the warming of the earth, while particulate sulfates cool the earth's atmosphere. This explanation from the Environmental Defense Fund details exactly how climate change is worsening air pollution and solutions we can take right now to mitigate this problem. Air pollution kills 5 million people around the world every year as it raises the risk of heart attack, stroke, diabetes, and respiratory disease. And the most detailed description of the global climate change air pollution connection and what various countries are doing to correct it from the Institute for Advanced Sustainability Studies. It also lists the various critical health risks worldwide of air pollution. Finally, for this evening, I'm going to share two recent articles from ProPublica that I think are quite astounding. In what ProPublica calls a first-of-its-kind mapping of air pollution zones in the U.S., we can see what neighborhoods in which areas of the country suffer the most from toxic chemicals emitted into the air and have the highest rates of resulting illness. In all, ProPublica identified more than a thousand hotspots of cancer-causing air. They are not equally distributed across the country. A quarter of the 20 hotspots with the highest levels of excess risk are in Texas, and almost all of them are in southern states known for having weaker environmental regulations. And here's exactly how ProPublica puts that map together. We analyze billions of rows of EPA data to do something the agency has never done before, map the spread of cancer-causing industrial air emissions down to the neighborhood level. Did you grow up in or move to an area with an extreme amount of air pollution? I'd love to hear your stories in the comments section below. Thanks so much for reading and listening.